A Quick Timeout podcast is presented by Dr. Dish Basketball. Dr. Dish machines are the most advanced shooting machines on the market. If you haven't already, join top programs like the Miami Heat, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Duke Blue Devils, and countless others and an upgrade to Dr. Dish Basketball. And now, save an extra $300 on select models when you mention Quick Timeout Podcast. To find out more, visit drdishbasketball.com. Want to welcome to the podcast assistant coach for the Kansas State Wildcats, Coach Rodney Perry. Coach, great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, T. I appreciate it. That's last spring, the Wildcats with an Elite Eight run that captured the attention of the college basketball world. Overall, a fantastic year for Kansas State and entering now year two there in Manhattan. Wanted to have Coach on to talk a little bit about last year. Just in general, Coach, what was the first year experience there at Kansas State like for you? It was phenomenal. Getting an opportunity to come here and work with and for great people and a fan base that's just uh, wild and crazy and fanatic for the Wildcats, you know, too, and then having the type of season, you know, that we had in year number one uh, was just a, a, a thrill and a joy and a real high for, for me and my family and for all the Wildcat Nation. Did you foresee that kind of year potentially happening? Not to that extent. I, I foresaw us having a, a winning season for sure. I didn't I even think twice about when they picked us last uh, to, in the Big 12. Uh, I knew that wasn't going to happen. But I knew we would win, and I knew we would win in year number one for sure. I would guess that probably a lot of that had to do them picking with just uncertainty, um, new head coach, a lot of transfers, and that kind of makes me wonder, and I'm sure a lot of people will wonder, how do you put something like that together in just six months? Well, it's really a matter of just getting the right people. And so coach is always, you know, uh, patient, very, very patient to make sure that we actually get the right guys that's going to fit well with each other, fit well with us, the, the culture that's going to, you know, thrive in our culture, you know, that we have. And be not just great teammates and great players, but be great people too. And everyone doesn't fit that mode. So that was the thing that um, we was very, very patient to make sure that we got the right guys. And at the end of at the end of the day, we end up getting the right guys. In regards to the culture, and then also with Coach Tang specifically, I think everybody saw during the tournament run, kind of the social posts. What is he like on a day to day basis, mm-hmm. and what all did he do in regards to? establishing that culture and what was the culture that he was trying to establish in year one coaches he's unbelievable and when I say unbelievable he's unbelievable I mean he's one of a kind uh for sure you know and to establish the culture that he you know established and wanted to establish because coach is great at having a vision and making sure that everyone sees his vision and make sure everyone can follow through you know with the vision you know too and so and and it has a lot to do with his faith you know, and he's all about helping our guys more so off, off the floor than on the floor because he wants them to be great husband, uh, great fathers, great citizens, you know, too. So that's really, really big, you know, with, with him. And then, you know, just making sure that we the, we establish a culture of winning uh, for sure on and off the floor uh, and just everything that we do. We have a saying we got to go one and oh on everything that we do, whether it's you know, study table, 
or whether it's a matter of, we call it PT, performance table, uh, whether it's practice, whether it's games, or, you know, just anything that has to do with anything, just going one and oh. And then it's like, hey, let's do the next right thing. You know, always let's do the next right thing. Uh, something bad happened, let's do the next right thing. You know, and so he did a great job establishing that. And then also made sure that we established a culture of, you know, guys being able to play with love, freedom, and joy. And so that was something that he put up on the board, you know, before every game. We're going to go out here, we're going to play with love, we're going to play with freedom, and we're going to play with joy. Uh, and, and we want everyone to see it, you know, too, on display. From the coaching staff to the players to managers to GAs to everyone involved with the program because it's all about love. When some people in with some programs, like they preach family, but they don't live family. Here with Coach Tang, we actually get to live family too. So we enjoy living life with each other. You know, every single day is a fun day and we have a lot to be thankful for. So he's always making sure that our guys are grateful for everything that we have. We're extremely blessed to be able to do what we do on a daily basis. And so he made sure that everyone in our program knew to, knew these things and was able to operate that way. I'm glad you mentioned the part about family. Everybody wants to have that. I'm sure there are some coaches who they don't really care about that, but I would guess that for the majority of coaches, like they want that, but I don't necessarily know that they know how the best way to go about doing that. So when you say investing in the lives of the young men, do you have some practical examples of things that you guys did over the course of the season that maybe would give some ideas for coaches? Yeah, for sure. Coach had uh, weekly meetings with every individual player on our team to talk about things outside of basketball. In those meetings, there's, there's not basketball talk in those meetings. Just to seeing how the guys are, how they're feeling, what's going on back home, anything that you know we can help them with or he can help them with. Uh, he may just pray for them. Just being there for the guys, you know, outside of basketball, just to make sure that they know that, hey, we care about you more than just a, a basketball player. You know, so that was one thing that coach did, you know, every week with uh, each player individually, which I, I felt like that was big. You don't get that, you know, everywhere either to where the guys come up and down our hallway and they, they are very comfortable stopping in any coach's office and talking about, you know, anything, you know, at all. And then the other big thing I felt like what coach was able to do to establish this was we had weekly. So every Sunday we have family dinner every mm-hmm. Sunday and we have it at a different coach house each Sunday. So the guys get to know, you know, every coach, every coach family, and it's everyone that's involved in the program. So like last week we had 57, you know, people, you know, for family dinner. So in a lot of, you know, people, they've made comments like, Hey, this is like a family reunion, you know, type of thing to where we're going to have music. We're going to play games. It has nothing to do with basketball, you know, whatsoever. We're just going to have a good time and have a great meal and, and fellowship and so we do that every week. And, you know, he loves that because he like, hey, you know, he wants the guys to get to know where everything is in our house, where they don't have to ask, can I go and get this or can I go get that? You know where it's at. Go get it, you know, if you want type of thing. And I felt like that was really, really, really big for us. And then just always being able to be active with the guys outside. We would take them out to dinners, you know, and things during the week or give them opportunities to earn opportunity for them to go do things together as a team because they went bowling together. They went and watched movies together. They went out to, there's a famous restaurant here that they went out to eat together uh, stuff. And coach was always making sure that 
you know, those guys was able to do that, you know, as well. So those things end up being, you know, really, really big for us to be able to establish, you know, the culture of family that actually coach wanted. If it's at your house, are you in charge of the music? Yes, for sure. For sure. And what, what, what is your choice? Well, so it was at our house actually last last week. We go with the what's called the classic soul barbecue music is what we end up doing. So everyone, you know, enjoy that, you know, too, because we're gonna get some just classical, you know, soul barbecue music since because uh, we was barbecuing steaks on the grill and everything like that. And so we got a little game room set up for the guys to be able to play games and stuff. So we actually had a great time. Every play, every stat, every breakdown, on their own, they're essential, but altogether, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advantage tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing pieces to get the most out of every second of film. Learn more at huddle.com slash a quick timeout. A big thanks to 323 Sports for supporting the show. The guys with 323 Sports are a team dealer providing uniforms, gear, equipment, and more to schools and colleges across the country. I've used them on multiple occasions, and their customer service and low prices are second to none. To find out more, visit 323sports.com, where you can reach out directly to a rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your sports program. Entering year two now. What did you learn personally from year one that's going to help make you a better coach in year two? One of the major things that I said that I would definitely take with me is making sure that guys are able to play with, you know, the freedom, you know, on the offensive end. And uh, we had seven guys that had career years for them, you know, overall. And I felt like it was because they had the freedom. I mean, coaches, one of those coaches that like if a guy turns the ball over, you know, and uh, there was several times a guy would turn the ball over and the camera would pan over at coach and his response was the same every single time. And it was like, you know, clap, like, hey, let's go. Next right thing. Next right thing. You know, where some coaches, you know, coaches big on body language, you know, also to where some coaches would have, you know, did some type of body language or say something to the players and everything. And coach, he like, hey, let's go. Next thing, next thing, next thing. So I felt like that contributed a lot to – our guys being able to play with a lot of freedom and confidence. And so that was one of the things I'm like, man, I didn't always, you know, do that because there was one time where like Desi Seals actually had a transition situation where he was really great at being able to attack the basket and he stopped and shot a three. And so I said, Desi, and then coach turned to me and was like, we ain't saying nothing to him. You know, mm-hmm. except, hey, good job. Let's go. You know, well, I was just going to tell him, hey, did instead of pulling up two to three, attack the basket. And the coach was like, nope, we don't. We do our coaching in practice and film study. Uh, but on game day, they play. Uh, I thought that was big, you know, too. That's something that I will always remember now, too, going forward with, with the guys. Hey, let, let's let them hoop on game day. We ain't messing with them or have them think about, you know, certain things or anything. We didn't do our job if they have to do that. So, you know, that was one of the things that I learned quite a bit from coach. Like, hey, let's do our coaching and everything, pre- preparation ahead of time. So when the game get there, they just play. You know, just thinking back of watching your team play, you can see that in the way that they played yeah. towards the end. I think even at the alley-oop pass that everybody yeah. always was asking about, that that is nothing more than an outcome of establishing that kind of environment for the guys throughout the course of the year. 
Yeah, most definitely. They had all the confidence in the world. Most most players would not attempt that during a crunch time of games right. like that. And our guys was like, hey, it's what we've done all year, so let's do it. That's cool. In regards to the roster building, I've alluded to this a couple of times, and everybody heard the stories, I think, of the guys that you had on the team last year. Obviously, a lot of transfers, typically for any program, because you got a new coach in there, and it's, you know, we want to get some stability. Do you feel like going forwards, that is the status quo now? Or do you feel like still the balance of high school transfer kids into your program? Well, we want to have a balance uh, because we want to be able to get some some young guys, some some freshmen, incoming freshmen, and be able to develop them and groom them. You know, also uh, and then also being able to get some transfer guys in, actually teach you know some of the, the younger guys because they've been there and done that you know already too. And so you know, coach love to have that balance there, and uh, we'll have probably more of a balance this year. Obviously, last year was year number one, but we have a a great freshman recruiting class that we have in right now that they're learning. And then obviously we're, we're mixing in some transfer guys. And then we have a great nucleus of guys coming back, you know, also. So we have a pretty balanced roster and then we're still going to probably get a couple of transfer, a couple more transfers to add to the roster right now, you know, also when we find the right guys, but, you know, we're excited about where we are and the direction that we're headed for sure. I know it's still really new, but I just feel like if you're going to bring in transfers, you have to have a coach like Coach Tang, who has a a strong culture, knows really what they want to do and knows how to kind of bring those people together to that. And obviously it goes back to what you said in recruiting the right kind of people. And that kind of leads me to the next thing. For those that don't know your background, you have experience high level AAU programs, high level high school programs. And you've been around that age group. And I know people don't necessarily think that's a big difference between sophomore, junior, senior, and then college. But you and I both know, I can tell from the smile on your face, like that's a big difference. Yeah, it's a um, major, major difference. Major difference. And so my question is the relationship building. Everybody knows you're going to be an assistant at the college level. You have to be able to network, build relationships, that kind of but especially in this day and age. And also with the portal, um, I was just talking to a coach this morning. And he was talking about the the recruiting period for recruiting a transfer. You're talking about like days, weeks. This isn't like the high school kids where you've got year, two, three years to build the relationship right. with the kid. Maybe some lessons that you've learned with that, just suggestions that you have in regards to all of that. Yeah, I mean, recruiting is all about relationships. And we talk about it all the time because people ask us, hey, what's your area that you actually recruit at and everything? It's like where we have relationships, you know, <laughs> and that's going to be all over. It's not going to be any, you know, specific place because uh, this day and age, it's about trust. The players want to know, hey, you know, especially the transfer guys, because there's probably going to be a reason why they're transferring, you know, also. So they want to go somewhere where they know, hey, I'm going to go play. I'm going to be able to do this or do that. The coach is really great at you know, making sure that guys understand, hey, you're going to have the freedom, the love and the joy to be able to do things that you want to do as long as you have the, the right work ethic to go with it too and the right character to be around the people that we have here uh, because we have a lot of like-minded people and a lot of, you know, like-minded workers, you know, also because Coastal Love people that's going to come in here and work, work, work to get what they actually want, you know, also nothing's going to be given to anyone. So, you know, the relationship piece, like I said, is a, a very, very big part of recruiting. Uh, to me, it's the number one part of, of recruiting. And then making sure that, you know, the recruits can actually see the vision that you have, not only for them, but for the team and for the program. 
you know, and for the school as well, because it has to be a fit, not just on the court, but also has to be a fit off the court as well. And so that's the thing that we really make sure that we do our homework on everyone that we actually recruit. Last thing here, in order to be an effective assistant coach at the college level, what are you saying are the absolute musts? You got to be able to, and this is what I learned a long time ago, basically from, you know, uh, Nolan Richardson, who was the head coach at University of Arkansas, was one of my mentors. And uh, once he found out that I wanted to be, you know, in this coaching world, he said, in order for you to be, you know, successful in this, you got to be able to motivate, communicate, and teach. And I feel like to be a, a great assistant coach, you got to be able to motivate, communicate, and teach, you know, as well. And I would even add, follow direction and be coachable yourself too. Cause that's one thing that coaches always talk about, you know, is, Hey, we're, we're coachable. You know, we can tell coach something ideal and everything that, you know, that we think or that we see. And it's like, Hey, I'm rolling with it. Cause he's coachable. And we, we, we're the same way. We're learning everything that coach want done, want implemented, you know, and things like that. So we have to be, you know, coachable and willing to listen and, and follow directions and, you know, and things like that too, but just continue to build relationships you know, too, because for us, our relationship with our players does not end once they graduate or leave us. You know, this is a lifetime relationship, you know, that we have here, you know, with our guys. And so just make sure that everyone understand, like, this is not just a for here, for now, you know, type of relationship. This relationship going to last for the rest of our lives for sure. That's Coach Rodney Perry, assistant coach for the Kansas State Wildcats. Coach, I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me, Tom. I appreciate you.